0: Hi, everybody. Just a heads up, today's episode includes a conversation about sexual abuse. So keep that in mind before you listen, and please take care of yourself. If you've been affected by sexual violence or abuse, please call the National Sexual Assault Hotline operated by Rain. Call 24-7-800-656-HOPE. Hello to everybody who's got a miraculous cat. It's Beautiful Anonymous. One hour, one phone call, no names, no holds barred. I'd rather go one-on-one. I think it'll
1: be more fun and I'll get to know you and you get to know me.
0: Hi everybody, Chris Gethard here. Welcome to Beautiful Anonymous. Thank you as always for supporting the show enjoying the show allowing the show to happen telling people about the show it's really cool thanks to everybody who uh, had so much feedback to our episode about the netherlands it it was really eye-opening to read that so many of the comments were people going like yeah let's not forget that uh this also is a country that was a world colonizer for a long time and is mixed up at all sorts of stuff and that it is so easy to go oh this type of person, that type of place, right, here's the one bullet point I've heard about it. And then you go, no, everything's more layered, more nuanced. Everyone is more layered, more nuanced than that. Also wanted to let everybody know, we'll be telling you more in coming weeks. I've got a new special coming out in the coming weeks. It's called Half My Life. And it's about how I've been doing comedy for half my life. And you're going to hear a lot about it. I also wanted to let you know that When it comes out, June 1st, I'll also be announcing a bunch of new tour dates in the fall, I think 18 cities in the summer and fall of 2021, including 10 cities where I'm doing live, beautiful, anonymous tapings. So keep your eyes peeled for that. I'll be announcing it everywhere, and I cannot tell you how psyched I am to get back out on the road and meet you all. So the plug's out of the way. This episode's serious, okay? So I will get that excitement energy of plugs out of the room because look bad things happen all the time and this show we have we have been able to dive headfirst into that in, in a in a real way over the 5 years of doing this show and like so many of the hardest calls we do let's remember nothing about this call is controlled by an editor by someone who has to make it sensationalistic all we have to do here at Beautiful Anonymous and all I ever want to do is just let someone tell me their story in their words. And this is one of those stories that sadly is about something really horrible. That's someone who lived through abuse that no one should ever deal with. Um, that being said, the caller demonstrates such strength and resilience in recounting this stuff. And I know how hard it must have been. and And I walk away feeling like, Now this story's on record in a very human way. I bet there's other people out there who might find some strength in it, some solace, some comfort. And I hope that is the case. Here's the call.
1: Thank you for calling Beautiful Anonymous. A beeping noise will indicate when you are on the show with the host. Hello? Hi. Hi. Oh, wow. Uh, Hey, Chris. How are you?
0: Um, I'm okay. Oh, I don't know. I'm in a I'm in a weird mood, but I'm okay.
1: Is everything all right?
0: Yeah, you know everything's good. It's just like with all of us. You know, there's just less to do some days, and I'm very lucky in that my work is. You know, I get to I get to live this way, but it also there's just some days with nothing to do, and I become obsessive about yard work, and. uh... <laughs> I've been dieting just out of boredom and I'm kind of hungry. So I've been just, you take a step back where you're like, I just did four hours of tilling. What is going on? Is this, I think I, you know, everyone's heard the unfolding midlife crisis continues. That's what, that's the short, that's the TLDR. I'm having a midlife crisis and now it's taking on the form of endless tilling. I till a lot.
1: (laughs) But you, you know something, uh, I I can honestly say I I appreciate that because I sit at a desk all day for over twelve hours and I wish I was outside sometimes. Yeah, it's not fun.
0: Yeah, it's well, it's like I mean, I am tilling I am tilling areas for laying down grass seeds, so I feel silly. But it's grass is always greener, right? Like there's days where I'm sitting here going, man, okay. This is the fourth day in a row where I haven't had any work. Oh God. Okay. But then I'm so lucky because this show is uh is such a constant um source of joy and relief. And but it's one day a week and the, but then you're at the desk going, Man, I have too much work to do. And th- that's twenty twenty that's a twenty twenty thing, right? It's like, geez. Everybody's just landing in these weird Whoa, spots. Um <laughs> I uh yeah,
1: I, I could see that. Um, I actually got this job not too long ago, uh, about six months before everything happened. So it was a kind of a scary time. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't say that, I wouldn't say that I'm new, new, but I, I'd say that I'm, uh, still green, Yeah, <laughs> pun intended.
0: <laughs> what kind of, a lot of grass, a lot of lawn care puns right now. Um, what kind of work are you yeah. doing? <laughs>
1: Uh, I'm a systems analyst for an electronical medical records for one of the hospitals here in New York city. Whoa. Oh, wait. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, we can bleep it. it. Yeah, if you're
0: not that. down with the location being out, let's go ahead. And oh, no,
1: I, I don't mind. I just didn't know if, uh, that was okay. Oh, you're allowed.
0: And certainly if you're, if you're looking to stay anonymous saying that you live amongst the, uh, mill- literal millions of people in New York city, I think you're still good. I think you're still good.
1: Yeah, that's 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 what I'm hoping for. Yeah.
0: No, I, I but uh know.
1: it's uh, a lot of technical work, but uh essentially what my job entails is configuring the systems uh registration process so that way it's easy for the people behind the, the front desk who you see when you go to the doctors. It's just very intuitive and click click done. Or at least that's the idea, but there's a lot of uh heavy customization that goes along with it. And it's uh, it, it's never ending. Uh, I had a panic attack actually earlier this morning because I didn't think I was going to be able to finish my work, and I finished
0: <laughs> surprisingly. Well, I'm glad you finished. I'm sorry about the panic attack; those are not fun. And you no,
1: said, no, it's
0: not. Now you said you got a job helping uh, six months ago that helped people registering fr- at. at at medical facilities, this seems like timing that will certainly add stress. You got this job right as the medical industry, especially in New York, went haywire.
1: Yeah. 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 Um, when I started, uh, it was supposed to be an easy kind of transition. But instead, they dropped a, a stack of just files, metaphorically, because you know, it's all digital. Oh. And they said, hey, I need you to complete this. About 20 tasks that would take a seasoned analyst about three weeks. I need it done in a week.
0: That's not cool. No,
1: but it's sink or swim in this industry. So I'm still here, thankfully. That's good. That's good. And it's kept me busy. I I, I know a lot of people had the unfortunate uh, time to not be employed, and my heart goes out to everybody but same here. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah. Even with me complaining, I I'm lucky because I have, book, you know, I've booked a few jobs. I got, I got beautiful anonymous and I booked the thing for vice. And then we got the beautiful anonymous video over it. So like, that's the nature of entertainment is the jobs come and go, but I'm not used to having these days, but I also know I have, Income and, and it, to me, it's just this thing that I don't handle free time well because I'm a workaholic. But there's a lot of people who got it tougher than that, and I'm with you. I'm with you. Heart goes out.
1: Yeah. You know, uh, now that you mentioned that that y- you don't handle uh, free time well, uh, I actually revel in doing nothing sometimes.
0: <laughs> I got to learn how. I'm. I am this. If there's one good thing about this quarantine for me, it's forcing me to uh realize that the world doesn't end if I slow down. And that the workaholic thing has has done good for me in some ways, but in other ways I can just chill out and uh you know, I'm ripping my hair out, wishing that I was like at my usual pace and hustling, but then I also go, you know, I got to be home when my kid took his first steps. That would not have been true. That would not have been true. And there's a bunch of things like that where I'm like, this is really teaching me that maybe I can make some overall adjustments to my mindset and I might be well served to do so.
1: I've been having a hard time with uh, sitting still as much as I enjoy I started a uh, therapy. Well, no, I should say I restarted therapy not too long ago. Uh, I'm just digging into uh, more not sensitive topics, but just topics that I didn't want to address. So being alone with my mind isn't, isn't easy for me sometimes.
0: Well, that's... Uh... I'm sorry to hear that. That's not a... Uh... It's not easy or pleasant when you got unresolved things that kinda creep up in the quiet moments. That's uh that's really hard. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Like
1: uh this morning uh, I actually had a panic attack. Like I, was, yeah, I told you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh it, it it came from just this overwhelming feeling that I'm not gonna finish. And in the back of my mind, I hear uh my parents' voice you have to finish because if you can't, you're not going to be better than anybody else. And that's just like, wait, what? That (laughs) that's not right.
0: Uh, So you, uh, there's, there's some deep seated family stuff here that that's rearing its head.
1: Yeah. There's that. And well, other things that happened to me. Uh, yeah, I, 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 um, I'm, I'm not, as uncomfortable speaking because I know that this is totally anonymous and I'm okay with that. Uh, so I, I'm going to come right, uh, outright and say, uh, I was, uh, molested by my family as a child and, uh, it did more damage than I realized. And I'm just uncovering all of that
0: now. Uh, that's awful. That's awful. Yeah. I'm so sorry. That's, uh, it's, that's, I feel like that's one of the, that's the thing that when you hear it, I think for a lot of people in the world they go, "That's, it's, that's that's unforgivable." I'm sorry you lived through that.
1: I, I mean, it, it it did a lot of damage. Like I said, that that I'm uncovering now. Um, like I, I don't realize why I'm always reaching out to people, not physically, but uh, to to be around them. Like I, I never want to be alone. And when I feel alone, I feel like I'm going to get attacked. So that that kind of paranoia stems from that. And then uh, I I don't ever let anybody in my personal space within, like, uh, we'll say, what, a foot? Because I get visibly sweaty and uncomfortable and I take a step back. And I just, (laughs) it's weird. It's really weird. I, I didn't think that came from that because I had buried it so deep inside of me. And... In 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 this society, they don't men aren't allowed to express anything but anger and lust, and that's frustrating.
0: It is. It's that's really well said. That's really well said. It's like if you right, that's like the movie thing. Is like if you don't want to go like Charles Bronson Death Wish, that that's that's how men deal. That's how men deal with stuff. You got the alarm going off. Sorry about that. That's okay. Yeah, yeah. Sorry it's about time that. to analyze the systems. That's the alarm. That's like, hey, you gotta, <laughs> you gotta analyze a couple systems.
1: Uh, actually, yeah, that's exactly what that was. Uh, <laughs> but I, I'm taking my I'm taking my lunch right now for obvious reasons. <laughs>
0: that's, uh, yeah, that's good. Set aside some time. Um, well, well, you also got to let me know like how um, it's really like you said. It's hard for anybody to talk about this in general and in the States for men to talk about this in ways that are vulnerable and sensitive, even more difficult. So you also got to let me know how I, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to let you lead this where it wants to go. But you got to also let me know if, if there's anything I ask or a path I go down where you're like, eh, let's not go there. Absolutely. Totally respectful.
1: I appreciate that. And Chris, we've met before. Uh, can't tell you where, but we have face-to-face. I'm
0: sorry? I was going to say, I feel like I've heard your voice before. You have.
1: Uh, I, I, I was at one of your shows. Uh-huh. I, I don't know how deep I can go, but uh, uh, I got a good present from you, signed, well, which is a great book that I've read multiple occasions. All right. I'm glad you liked it.
0: Yeah, who right, liked it? Yeah, no, I definitely was um, like this cross paths, but I, you'll be happy to hear, I can't place, I'm I'm not place of it, so you remain anonymous.
1: I, I <laughs> yeah, and it's it's fine. Um, but to get back to what we were speaking about before, yeah. um, I'm, <laughs> I, I'm 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 shaky right now. Not because I'm nervous speaking to you, but because talking about it is so frowned upon that I I feel less of of a man. And I think this entire ride with therapy has just made me realize that it's okay to be who I am. And, um, sorry, just give me a second. Yeah, no, it's it's okay to be who I am And uh, I don't have to Live up to anybody's expectations But my own For the longest time um, I've always had this My mother's voice in my head Always telling me to push further That's not good enough That I need to Be better I Where I used to work uh the hospital where I started, uh I started at the very bottom uh registering patients. And I climbed through the ranks and I made it to this analyst physician <laughs> without a degree. And the only thing that my mother could tell me was, But you still don't have a degree. You're not a college graduate. So you could still get knocked off by the next person. And I just, I, I remember that day and it just, it tore me up because I'm like, man, this, this, uh, this, this this group, select group of people, in order to get this position, you have to be sponsored by where you work to go and get uh, uh, the credentials needed. And obviously the only way you can get sponsored is if you have the job. So somebody had to believe in me to say, hey, he can do this. And I couldn't even get that from her. And it just,
0: it's hard connecting with people. Yeah, that's, uh, that's there's a harshness there that isn't, I would imagine it isn't fun to just deal with your whole life. Especially when it's like, you would think that. There's a part of me going, okay, you don't have a degree. First of all, that means that you, are a fighter who slugged it out in a world where there are probably people who think you're in over your head. Why are you even trying? And then you go and you prove that you're actually the most capable. And then on top of Every that, day. yeah. Yeah. And then on top of that, it's like, Oh, I also don't have a hundred thousand dollars in student debt. So there's another silver. Lining. <laughs> yeah next time maybe next yeah. time your mom's like you don't have a degree you could be like yeah and i saved you a lot of money and i'm killing it i'm crushing it out there so we all win pass the peas you,
1: uh, you know what's weird chris what's i that? i still want that it, i still want that acceptance from her
0: of course i'm kidding i'm kidding with this pass the peas nonsense it's uh it's right no no
1: <laughs> Parents? it's it's fine i just uh Yeah, we're just, you know, going back and forth with it. It's just, I'm just telling you how I feel.
0: Of course, of course.
1: I don't really get to do this too often, even amongst uh, some of my friends. Um, I have two special people that I speak to. Who are are they? My best friend, who, ironically, his name is also Chris. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And uh, my girlfriend, who to the show who actually put me on to this and uh, I've been calling in for a couple months now so I'm just glad I finally got through.
0: Yeah me too it's really it's good to talk to you and it's uh, it's one of those calls right away where I'm going this is uh, there. there's other people out there hearing this who have been victimized who as soon as you say you know you feel like you know, you're bringing up before these feelings of you're not allowed to process it in certain ways. You feel like it, you know, people judge your 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 you know manhood, however you phrased it. It's like there's other people listening right now who're going, "This is uh, this is speaking for me," and not not many people do. And uh, I'm very flattered that you're trusting me with all this. Thank you for listening. I really appreciate that. And I'm happy
1: that people listening to this, you know, like it's okay to feel. It, it's okay to, to express anything other than anger. You, you don't have to be angry. You, you don't have to throw out a tantrum or, or just go into a, a fit, of fury. Like it, It's okay to say, hey, I'm hurting. I'm sad. And that's something that I learned recently. And I mean, thank God for therapy because I I was stuck in my own vicious cycles and just constantly going through friends or, or making new ones and then finding new people, making the same mistakes, and then wondering, why am I all alone? At least I have this cat here to take care
0: of me. I feel like that's something we can all remember, right? Life is hard. Times get tough. And when the dark times rear their ugly head, you got a cat. Sometimes that helps, genuinely. We'll be right back. Break is over. Everyone, let's get back into one of the uh more impactful phone calls we've ever had in the run of this entire show
1: and then wondering why am i all alone <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> at least i have this cat here to take care of me
0: that was your cat's timing <laughs> Your cat's timing could not be more. Your cat is a comedic genius. You just said this thing that was so tender and impactful. And then there was a pause where you didn't know what to say. I didn't know what to say. You're feeling emotional. Clearly I'm frozen in my tracks And this goddamn cat jumps in impeccable timing.
1: Uh, (laughs) It's funny because uh, my girlfriend actually went to go get another one. (laughs) And that's what she's bringing home. I'm sorry about my cat. She's really chatty.
0: Don't you ever apologize for that cat? That cat is uh, a beacon of light, right? It, that's, that's, uh, I learn it, I learn it again and again as I have conversations with people all over the world, right? It's like you have tough times, you have so much to think about, you hate being alone. You got situations from your past that led to demons. You got a relationship with your mom that puts all this pressure on you. But you got a funny cat, and sometimes that goes a long way.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it does. uh, She's back there agreeing with me, Oh, you were saying. Yeah. (laughs) Every time I I move in any direction, she just follows me. I I swear she's a dog. (laughs) It's good. She has your back. Yeah, uh, It's out for you. It's it's funny. Um, yeah, she really does. Uh, she sleeps right next to me, and gets really mad whenever she can't uh, sleep towards my chest—not on my chest, but in my chest area—and so she'll she'll need my face with her claws, which we cut uh, every week. Well, every other week, really, but and and i just wake up with scratches on my face
0: <laughs> is that uh
1: does that annoy you
0: or does it give you comfort cuz you you've told me that you don't like anyone being in your space but then it sounds like this cat gets access this cat
1: does whatever she wants and i'm okay with it i have seen her jump on top of the fridge from the floor and i it i know cats can jump like they well over their own height but it's it's still scary to watch yeah oh man these things are uh these things are little tigers in your house
0: the world is uh it's uh i really can't stress enough it's like the world it's just it'll surprise you so much me and you here talking about some really hard stuff and then this cat jumps in and you realize the world is not, it's right. It's, it's so dumb to say, but that's, it's like the world is awful. And then it's also not awful. And huh. those things coexist every second of every day. Like you're sitting here telling me about, uh, a, uh, a, a, some circumstance from your childhood that are just awful. And then you also get to watch a cat jump from the floor to the fridge. It's like the goddamn world is not <laughs> simple. It's not a simple thing living in this world
1: no it's not, and I think that I feel like that's what makes it so beautiful it's every day it's trying it's best, no matter what everyone's striving to be who they are,
0: yeah, ah. and not fun- fall- like now you had just been saying before your cat decided to um steal focus um, <laughs> you know you were saying that anger that as as a as a guy who has endured molestation that you feel like the only the only socially acceptable thing people expect from you is anger and that you're okay with sadness i think that's a beautiful thought um i also think right it, it ties into you hear so many stories from people who come out uh, and will say you know i was molested as a youth and there are people like i know it's, it's silly like they a UFC fighter who I know had a long history of drug addiction and alcoholism. And that was always a thing they said, Oh, he fought through this. And then he eventually realized, you know, I was molested. Can you hear things like that of people turn to anger, people turn to substances, um, anything to beat down these, these feelings that come along with, uh, with enduring stuff like this. And to hear you say, no, you know what? Let's embrace the fact that it's sadness. It's, confusion it's this discomfort being around people it's this fear of being alone i'm not going to let the anger dominate that i'm going to accept that those are what those things are that takes a hell of a lot of strength a hell of a lot of strength thanks chris and it's uh you know there's a phrase in the improv world of like you know you of like it it it's a lot braver to be boring than it is to be funny. Like you can be up there and sometimes you just need to chill out and let it be a little boring. So you get to the next joke. And then it makes me realize like it's, it's a lot. And I'm not going to judge anybody who's been through what you've been through, but it takes a lot. It takes a lot of strength to sit there and go, I'm fucking sad about this." That's what I am. And I bet the anger is, uh, is a mask. And I bet that. I bet the sadness is, I bet everybody who's sitting there in a rage about it has to fight through that rage to deal with the sadness and kudos to you for, for skipping right to the part that's actually productive and, and, and uh, will help you get on the other side of yeah. it. Yeah. I just, uh, it, it's,
1: you, you hit a, you hit the topic that on, um, We people who have gone through similar events or traumatic experiences (laughs) have to put on this facade that everything's okay, that the world is bright. Because if we let anybody in, it's more than the just. It's more than they're gonna hurt us. It's if I let people in, they're not gonna understand, or at least that's how it is for me. And to me, there's nothing worse than opening up and not having that connection where someone's really staring at you because the first thing that people do is they try to play it off or or, or they write it off as, Oh, you know, time has passed. You should be able to let it go. Just breathe. It's more than that. It's something that follows me every single day. It's there when I wake up, it's there when I'm taking a shower. It's there when I'm sitting at work. It's there when I'm watching TV, when I'm going, taking the train. It doesn't stop. And I, I understand how people can lose their minds over this. And there have been days or instances in... oh well, Sorry, go ahead, Chris.
0: No, instances where what?
1: There have been instances where in my life I've given up and I've lost my jobs and my friends and I just sat there and I just stopped Like, and I didn't care. And the one thought that I honestly struggle with so much is why does it matter? Who cares? Wow.
0: (sighs) That's a big question, right? But it's, uh, you know one of one of the things that in any form I, I have realized in life gets me very upset is when you hear about uh kids who have the opportunity to be kids taken away from them and uh there's situations that aren't your situation, but like even on this show, I know I remember talking to someone who was closeted in their sexuality until pretty pretty deep in their life. I remember saying, like, it 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 makes me sad that like you didn't get to go to prom. You didn't get to have that sit around talking about, you know, I actually kissed a girl last night with your friends, you know? Like I remember those things that were these markers for me. I remember we just did an episode recently with someone who was a refugee. Um, from Syria who's like living in this childhood where there's bombs going off. And to me, that's why it's such a big deal, right? Because someone puts you in a situation where you're a kid and they decide that due to their sick impulses, you now have to be a part of behavior. That's not for kids. And then that can't, you know, that, I would imagine that for, for most people, that's a permanent change. That's that's something that you didn't ask for, that you weren't ready for, that every kid has a, a right to kind of grow up into and decide what's going to happen in that realm with them, what form it's going to take on, what pace it's going to go at. And anytime, anytime someone takes away a kid's ability to be a kid that's it just you can hear it in my voice it's just uh, a level of disappointment in the world that that cuts quite deep I mean it gets worse <laughs> I was mean?
1: really trying to dive into my family history <laughs> my family is uh, uh, how do I explain this um My, I don't want to say that they knew my family. I, I want to say that they had their suspicions. And uh, they just, you know, I was like, well, we can't stop it now. It, it, it happened, whatever. And they turned a blind eye. Uh, and that's that's another reason why I don't, you know, speak to any of them. So... Well,
0: was, that's... That's good. I'm glad mm-hmm. to hear that. One of the questions I've wanted to ask is asking if this person is still in your life and hearing that you don't speak. Oh, God, them. no. Good, 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 good. Cause I'm sitting here going, so you have to go to Thanksgiving and it's cause you know, I'm not going to pry, but is it, you know, some uncle sitting there and everybody, you, <laughs> you know, I, I trust you. well, I, I guess it's just like, uh, it gives me such relief to hear that you've cut out the people who didn't have your back with this. And I, I'm wondering, like, was this someone who lived in your house with you? Is this a more distant relative?
1: Uh, My cousin, she was 16, 17.
0: And how old were you at the time? And I... Six, seven. And that's another thing. That's another thing that... Because, right, I did it too. I sit there and said, uncle. Because you assume older males. That's the stereotype of, right, that's that's the image you have in your head when you hear molestation. And that's another thing as a guy, right? The fact that it was a female and it was someone younger probably also can cause people to be dismissive. It's fucked up.
1: Yeah, and you know, It's caused me a lot of trouble uh, with my partners uh, growing up because there was an aggression inside me while uh, I was intimate that came out during sex and they wouldn't understand. And I I wouldn't, you know, physically hurt them, but I'd, I'd, I'd be too rough and it scared them. And it it just, I I blew it off as, oh, that's just how it's supposed to be. And it's not.
0: And is that (laughs) Uh, uh, another hard question? Another hard question. Um, But do you think that's because of the, the mental trauma or was it, was there some roughness and cruelty towards you as a kid? Like, Cause that's, I guess that's, uh, it's so hard to ask and just stop me if you don't want to go there, but there's a part of me that's going like, okay, was this a 16 year old girl, like almost playing doctor because, or, or was it laced with some of that aggression towards you? Like you said,
1: it was, uh, the first one, uh, kind of a role play scenario. Right. Um, the, the aggression comes from that and uh, the the abuse that the, the physical, verbal, and mental abuse that happened afterwards because uh, a year later, my father and my mother split up. So, she was going through it as well, and I couldn't receive the proper attention I needed. Yeah. <laughs> you know, actually, <laughs> I laugh about it now uh it's not funny but uh, the only reason why i laugh is because if i don't i'll cry (laughs) um but like my, my father he left my mother for his brother's wife and that started a chain of events that followed me up until i was 21 where everyone would point at me and say i be just like my dad
0: so just because that's a little so your your dad left your mom for your aunt who had married into your family correct well I, yeah. i'm gonna tell <laughs> you sounds something like a, a novella a well salt, that could yeah. have just been the call already that could have just been the call, but that's just the B story to your, your cousin taking advantage of you. And, and one other question about that, just so I have the context. Was this like a, a one-off incident uh, or something that was ongoing? This,
1: it, was, it was ongoing. It, it happened a few times. Uh, and I made it my business to stand my ground and not go into that house to the point where I would be disciplined in public. The 90s were a different time.
0: (laughs) Yeah, they were. Yeah, they were. Now, because I can see it, I mean, I can right? All those puzzle pieces coming together. It's like, that's so messed up for you as a kid. You're going through this trauma. And then your parents who are supposed to protect you right in the same time period, your dad pulls some nonsense That sounds like it was um, traumatic to your mom. You got your mom who you've already mentioned is kind of an unforgiving person, so she's not necessarily thinking about others, it sounds like. And then she's going through what has to be one of the worst stretches of her life, if not the worst, and you're just left there. You're feeling like chopped liver of like, hey, I need someone to help me. And everybody else is going, no, we're helping ourselves right now, kid. Good luck. That sucks. <laughs> You're right. You're right. Well, for, yeah. You're allowed to feel any sadness you want.
1: Uh, I mean, it doesn't get any better. <laughs> um, my my parents were first world. Uh, not first world. You hear me? Uh, they, 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 I'm, I'm first born in this country. So the, mm-hmm. my parents are immigrants. Uh, at the time, my mom didn't speak a lick of English, uh, so it was especially hard on her. She had to find the job, pay the rent, and do everything that my father was doing. Um, that It didn't get me into a lot of trouble, but my brother, who is seven years older than me, um, he immersed himself in his work and school, so he was never home on purpose, which means I was left to be the outlet for her emotion and that went on until I was twenty 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 one yeah uh and the stories that happened are just she a few times she tried to commit suicide and She let the curtains on fire, uh, she let the gas run, and we would stop her. And, you know, she'd cry hysterically, and my brother would either leave or just go into the room, put his headphones on and whatever. And, you know, I'd try to comfort her, and she'd be screaming at me like, it's my fault.
0: It's not easy it's not easy man the world is not easy life is not easy people don't make it easier and on that note we got some great advertisers on this show they help bring it to the world for free i know that right i'm giggling i know i know it's inappropriate uh but look our advertisers have stood by us for so long in this show helped us put this stuff out into the world check them out we'll be right back Okay, everybody, that's all the commercials. That's all the ads. We're done. Now, let's finish off the phone call.
1: And, you know, she'd cry hysterically. And my brother would either leave or just go into the room, put his headphones on and whatever. And, you know, I'd try to comfort her and she'd be screaming at me like, it's my fault. (laughs) And, And I was still expected to get straight A's.
0: This is one of the rawest deals I've ever heard about a child being handed. This is as raw a deal as it
1: gets. (laughs) So there's that. And then, you know, back in the day, we'll say 90, even around 97, 98, the internet was still not at its peak where it was as easily accessible for everybody. So we had a DSL uh, and at the time was the greatest, but I had to figure out how to pay her bills. Because she didn't, she couldn't read English. So she'd have credit cards that my father left her. And I'm over here, a 10-year-old kid paying my mom's bills because she doesn't know how.
0: <laughs> so you get sexually assaulted. Everyone kind of knows but ignores it. Your mom is losing it in a way that's justifiable to a certain degree, but that's being taken out on you in a way that's unjustifiable. And you're effectively asked to, in some ways, to use a phrase that's outdated, to be the man of the house. Yeah. I'm glad you got the fuck out of there, man. Pardon my French. Sorry, Sally, but I am am so sincerely (laughs) glad that it hit a point where you said, I have a right to just cut these people off. I'm so glad to hear that.
1: You know, I I still speak to my mother and my, uh, my brother on occasions. I'm not as close as I want to be, but that's because I don't know if I'm capable enough to let go of these emotions. Um, but they they wonder why I don't speak to them and like <laughs> my eyebrows shoot up every time I'm like really <laughs> you guys don't know no no oh, okay can't
0: figure this one out you can't figure out why my cat's the only th- yeah. person allowed to touch my face can't figure this out I needed you I went through something horrible and uh I needed you and you are setting the curtains on fire and blaming me you can't figure out why I want to take a step back no 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 no, no. <laughs> you earned the step back my friend you you you, <laughs> I still miss them, though. You know,
1: it's not of the uh, uh, the situation I wanted.
0: No, of it's course still, not. And who knows? Maybe someday, maybe someday things will heal. Maybe you will find. You know, you've mentioned you're going to therapy, and it's helping a lot. Maybe that'll help you build your own foundation, lead to some stability, that can allow you to let them back in a little bit. Um, but I'm not sure <laughs> who knows, who knows it is what it is, but it's not your fault. And you got every right to take care of yourself. Cause nobody was out there taking care of you for a long time. So you got every right to take care of yourself and you can't sit around feeling bad about that. I think. And uh, maybe it'll get someplace warmer someday and maybe it won't. And either way, that's okay. Cause you needed to look out for yourself. Nobody else was looking out for you.
1: But there's, there's still that need, you know, Yeah. That, that inner child inside me that's still reaching out to my family. And, and that's the part that hurts the most because well, I can't reach out.
0: Everybody wants their mom to say, hey, I'm proud of you. You get this new job that, quote unquote, you know, people like you, quote, aren't supposed to get. You want your mom to go, hell yeah. Teach them. Teach them how we do it. We were out hustle everybody, even if we don't have that degree they have. And instead, your mom says something uh, that cuts to the quick. Of course, you want that. Everybody wants that. I Get it? I get it.
1: You know, you said something before that uh, that brought uh, up a, a nasty memory.
0: Oh no! Uh, My bad. Before what did I do, yeah,
1: no, no, no. It's it's since we're already on this topic, we just keep the ball rolling. You know. Uh, there was a time where I lost my job before all this craziness happened. Uh, I lost my job, and I was on unemployment, and for whatever reason, mine came on Friday. Uh, I was two days, it was Wednesday, and i I paying bills with that little amount, and eating is not really a kind of thing that goes on. Uh, and I had taken down all of my bills to the bare minimum, which is phone and internet. So I can continue to apply for work and to receive those calls. Uh, I had reached out to my brother uh, and, you know, I had come over his house and, you know, and I asked him, I was like, Hey, listen, I don't normally do this, uh, but do you think you can lend me $20 until Friday? I, the unemployment check comes in and I'll pay you back.
0: <laughs>
1: you know, what he told me, he said, I don't give out handouts. I give out opportunities. If you want help, I'll help you apply to other places. And I turned around and I said, I'm hungry, bro. I'm hungry. And he was like, no, I don't give out handouts. I just walked out. I said, all right, cool. Whew. Whew. These are the people that I, yeah. that I grew up with.
0: I'm sitting here at the top of the call mad because I'm doing too much yard work. <laughs> I'm, I'm good. you know
1: something I I like that kind of work
0: yeah you get <laughs> lost it I've mean, been busy. At. I've been I've been lost yeah exactly you have this goal and all you gotta do is finish you go I gotta till this great I gotta lay down the fertilizer. I can do that great and you see these things I gotta now it's time to put down the grass seed good did it set the speeds yeah. and, and, and then, then I'm sitting here going man I'm really in a bad mood because of that I'm hungry and then you're telling me uh, that you've wandered through life with both fists up, slugging it out for yourself because you can't even get a hot meal from your brother.
1: I still haven't forgiven him for that either.
0: Don't. (laughs) Don't. I wouldn't. Maybe someday talk to your therapist about it. But yeah, I don't think anybody... Yeah, you don't have to. (laughs) Now, can I ask, did you... He
1: tries in his own way to... Sorry, go ahead.
0: Oh no! Never apologize. I was gonna ask: Did you ever, have you ever outright said to your mother and your brother, "Hey, here's the shit my cousin pulled back in the day. I need you to know about this."
1: No, never.
0: Yeah, I get that. I mean, it's, I, I can't. It sounds like your family reacts in ways that are very, very unpredictable to you, and uh, I get that. I get. I get why it's, you it's
1: not just. It's not just that. It's, it's that I, I, I did something else uh, to, to kind of um, test out the waters to see if I can, I can talk to them. And I, I had expressed to my mother, you know, the pain that she caused me growing up. And, you know, it, it turned into an argument, that which doesn't surprise me. And she, she flat out said, w- w- what do you want me to do? It, it passed already. I said I was sorry. And I was like, ah,
0: okay. Yeah, you can't can't risk that. You can't walk out on that tightrope at that point. Now, there's something I don't want to gloss over if that's okay. And you put it out there and you owned up to Um, it. When you said that there was a level of aggression that came out as you were As you know, you got to the point in your life where you started having sexual partners and you found that this aggression came out and it's rooted in this, you know, series of events that's traumatic. I don't want to gloss that over, right? Because that's concerning. And you, you said it in a way that, that shows that you, you know, you made a point. I was never physically abusive. It was just this sex would get, get rough and people would be overwhelmed by it, um, it's something that I just want to say it's it's uh it's such a hard thing there's no world in which I'm judging it there's no world in which I'm I am totally understanding of it but I'm just wondering how those situations turned out because on the phone with you right now very clearly you were someone you even said it in a way where you go yeah that that was a concerning thing right like that was reflected in how you approached it so I want to hear how you dealt with it I want to hear um, how you how you settled into the routine where you have a girlfriend and and, and if uh, if you feel like the people in those situations with you wound up understanding or wound up helping you figure out how to uh, avoid that. It's a, I know it's a tough subject, but it's something I want to... I don't want to gloss it over, right? Sounds like it was a dark yeah, thing.
1: It's just, yeah. Um they'd ask why why I'm getting so aggressive or uh rough really um and uh, we'd stop uh the fun would end obviously. Uh, but it usually ended up with uh why is it that i i have to be that way all the time because i, I okay i remember this one uh one partner that I had she told me that I I become very distant and cold and and like my face changes and it's just, it's not the same intimacy. And that's really what set the everything aside. I was like, okay, there's something wrong here. I have to deal with it. Uh, And then I would, I would just bury it. Right. I would just, just, just uh, uh, kind of put it to the side and say, no, you're, you're just you're just acting crazy, and and it wasn't the case. I was the one who was wrong. Uh, and then you know the sex would kind of not stop, but it I, there'd be less interactions like that. We wouldn't have as much sex anymore because it's like she has to worry about that emotion coming out and not have, not enjoy herself as much as I am and that's not fair.
0: Yeah. Well, right, that that all those dots start to connect. You're you're someone going how I'm not how would I even explain let alone that I'm not ready to explain that. Not only is this not about an emotional connection to me, but emotional topic, emotional connections in general are a bit frightening. And they revolve around sexual trauma. So, how is sex everyone want to involve that? And that, that I start to get. So, it sounds like, like, when you underline, hey, I was never physically out of line and stuff. So, it sounds like you just had really disconnected sex with partners who would go, the fuck's going on? This is like, I want, I want it to be tender and it can't just be, can't always be, it's like rough animal sex. That's fun sometimes. Was it, it that, that, that's, uh, Yet another thing that sounds like it was really hard to sort out, and that it's not fair to anybody, right? And you're owning up to it. You're like, "Yeah, I was I was messed up in the head. They didn't deserve it." It's uh, it's
1: it's not easy for me because I have to what what, what comes natural to people. I have to stop. And think and and put effort and like will myself in a direction. Right. And I think that's the hardest part.
0: Right. And I would imagine it, it's
1: it, it's not just uh oh no. Not for sure. Sure. <laughs> it's not
0: just what? It's not just what
1: and and, and it's it's not just once it's done and once once you've accomplished your goal, it's over. It's it's a constant battle yeah. every time.
0: Yeah. I'd imagine there's a lot of right because that right that sexual situations sometimes people want to get. There she sh- is again. Here. There she is. Yeah. Just as we're talking about some heavy stuff. Some heavy stuff. Because it, it is <laughs> well, cause we live in a culture right now where it, it, it must be hard for you to realize like, right? Like there's so many stories of people going, hey, like this celebrity's getting out for stuff that's that's out of line, and you going well, cause it, it well. Because it sounds to me too like that's that that's not the like any situation where part of the joy is let's get swept away in it. Getting swept away in shit must feel very scary to you, and that's yet another thing that's like this. It all rolls downhill. Sucks. How are things with your girlfriend now?
1: Much better. Uh, I had a pretty bad uh, depression the last couple weeks. I was able to calculate with my therapist my highs and lows. And he, there, him and the the team, they're suspecting me to have a bipolar depression, which kind of explains a lot. (laughs) Um, So I go up and down. I have high points that last nine days. And then I have low points that last nine weeks. Or seven weeks, sorry. Yeah. So, yeah,
0: I don't like that ratio. Uh,
1: it's funny, yeah. No, I don't either. <laughs> well, well, it's not funny, but uh, what's what's good timing is that you caught me on the upside, and uh, I'm trying more natural remedies. I'm um, I'm a little hesitant to get on medication for that. Uh, I don't know what it's gonna do to me, um, and you know, well, my therapist recommends to take a lot of omega three uh, because that helps naturally to the body to produce the serotonin that it needs to even out. And then with Mm -hmm. the techniques that I'm learning, uh, to control, no, not to control, to redirect, uh, this energy and emotions that, that come about all the time in in a more positive way. It's just allowed me to just be
0: more stable. That's good. That's good. I mean, I've always said that. I think every individual who goes, okay, I'm ready to deal with my issues. I'm going to sit down. I'm going to get into therapy. Anybody, anybody who turns around to me and goes, you know, hey, I got really into kettlebells and that solved it. I go, great. And then <laughs> me, I go, well, I've been on medications, uh, you know, for twenty years now. Great, that worked for me. Whatever works for you, and I guess all I would ask of you, if it's if it's appropriate, is um, I know that I know there's forms of therapy that are really scary uh, because they are unknown, but do take care of yourself and and do whatever you have to to take care of yourself because that's you know. I know other people haven't taken care of you and it's hard for you to trust they will. So don't, uh, don't give up cause something will work. And if it's Omega threes, I'm psyched about that. But, uh, yeah, my, uh, (laughs) there's a comedian, my friend, Gary Goldman just did a special on HBO. I thought it was really brave when he talked about how he went into a mental hospital. He got electric shocks into his brain. And that's the type of thing where even I'm like, Oh my God, that's terrifying. And, it worked, and I'm glad. I'm glad my friend Gary seems a lot happier. It's good. Whatever works.
1: I uh, want to thank you. It's not every day I hear a kind word. It's
0: not. Well, it's, uh, I, uh, I will encourage God, you. Sir. Oh, yeah. no. Well, I'm going to encourage you off of that. That's heartbreaking to hear. And, uh, you know, one thing I've learned is that when you say it's not every day you hear a kind word. When I'm depressed, I'll beat the hell out of myself, but I try to remember at the very least you can offer a kind word to yourself, you know. You can tell yourself in the darkest moments, and I know how hard it is, but you can tell yourself like fundamentally I'm a good person. You know? You always can give yourself that kind I word.
1: try. Yeah. I, I try to be. It's not always easy to uh, to to give yourself that strength to 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 push forward past it
0: of course <sighs> I know that when I get depressed I'll sometimes wind up in a rage my my wife will hear me say things like I'll drop a pen on the ground and I'll be like God damn it chris you fucking more and she'll be like you you dropped a pen what's going on and I'm beating the hell out of myself And it's rooted in all kinds of stuff that obviously has nothing to do with the fact that I dropped a pen. Um, So I know I know you go (laughs) down those roads where you just lace into yourself. Um, But I know for me, I had to learn that I will have those moments in the dark times. And then I need to remind myself in the better times to go in the other direction, too. You know? Got to go in the other direction, too, once in a while. I just, yeah.
1: I I I'm just so scared that it's going to get taken from me.
0: What's going to get taken from me?
1: Life hasn't been just that that happiness, that yeah. the the high times. Yeah, life hasn't been kind to me.
0: No, and it hasn't. I, I don't
1: I don't believe in luck. I I, <laughs> I don't believe understat- in luck. I believe in making my own luck.
0: Of course. Yeah. You saying life hasn't been kind to me is the understatement of the entire run of this show, my friend. Yeah, life has not been kind to you, and that sucks. So tell me about making your own luck.
1: Well, uh, I moved uh, not too long ago, uh, in August actually, and uh, I, I, I can physically see the fruits of my labor. And you know, thanks, thankfully, because of this job and my efforts, or climbing my ranks, I, I, I've created a space that. It's mine. That's good. This this is my place. This is this is my foundation. I have marble countertops, man.
0: <laughs> That's a dream. I don't have marble countertops. That's a dream. I had some bullshit <laughs> quartz or
1: something like that. <laughs> no, this is real. Like the first thing I did when I entered the apartment was I looked under the the, the countertop to see if it's that like compressed wood slab. No. Nope. This is real, like touch to the cold, cold to the touch. This is real marble. You got it. I'm just like I stomped. Yeah,
0: you got marble countertops. You got a girlfriend who's got your back. You got a cat who wants to touch your face. That's three pretty,
1: pretty yeah. good things, right there. <laughs> yeah. So I, I just like, I think the the what made me most excited about this apartment was where I stomped really hard with my heels onto the floor. I'm on the third floor, by the way. Yeah. And not only did I feel no vibration, but the reverb from stomping came up to like my hips. So I knew I was stomping on solid concrete. So right. I can't hear anything.
0: Yeah, you're downstairs, your downstairs neighbor isn't gonna be knocking on your door. Basically, and,
1: and, and I'm on an avenue, so yeah.
0: Everybody listening, if you're not so in like, New Yorker, I'm, avenues I'm, I'm, are loud avenues are louder
1: Let, let's 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 uh I, I can i'm at my window i'm going to open my window it's i'm going to stay quiet for a second and i'm yeah, going to open my window i'm ready
0: oh, 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 oh. So i'm going the, to
1: close my window
0: ready got, oh I, you got those soundproof windows i never in I, I lived in new york 16 years i never had soundproof windows Yeah. Now we're over time. I stopped the clock. I think that's a happy note to end on. And, uh, you know what? This phone call is one of the ones that's hit me the most. You were so open about things that happened to you. You were so open about, um, how you felt the stigmas of dealing with that stopped you from dealing with it. You, you, uh, You know, you talked about situations you put other people in that you had to admit were rooted in in those issues and how you've worked to correct them. And uh, you talked about how it's still a daily struggle. And I just want to reiterate, all those things mean a lot to me. And I think there's other people out there who are going to hear it and identify with you. And my honest guess, and I do not, I want to say the next knowing everybody knows that I don't wish abuse upon anyone, but my, my, my hope is that there might be some other people out there with some unreconciled, um, unreconciled trauma due to abuse and that they might hear you talking about how you've managed to work and, and, uh, that you don't have as many happy moments as you like, but you're working on it. And I, I, I hope one of the kind words you can give yourself is that, uh, you might, you might have you might have opened the door to some other people taking some steps in a positive direction, and that's it's one of the only things we can do in this world to try to make it a better place.
1: I hope so, and and thank you first for listening. I really appreciate it. This conversation has alleviated a lot of my <laughs> stress because I was a little stressed today. Well, good. Yeah, definitely an experience for me.
0: I'm just glad to help. Glad to listen. I uh, thank you for your trust in telling me the story. And uh, and uh, and yeah, I, I, I just want you to know on my end that when you're beating yourself up, I hope you remember right now, hear my voice in your head saying, it's gonna pass. And if it's seven weeks from now, it's gonna pass, but it's gonna pass and you got it. And then one thing I always think is people like us who have those weeks where things get really dark the weeks that aren't dark, sometimes that happiness and joy can feel so immense and profound. On, you know, I, I sometimes find that. You come out of the depression and then the happiness. I, I've often said that, that people like us, when you get that depressed, it's brutal. But I do also think that on the rare occasion, we get to feel a happiness other people don't know. We feel the sadness they don't know and God bless them for that. But we get to feel a happiness they don't know. And that is... That is something we get out of it. And uh, I hope you have those days. I hope you have those days where the happiness goes as big as the sadness does. Even if it's just for a little while. It is. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, How thank much time you.
1: do I have left? Because I don't, I don't want it to cut off.
0: <laughs> oh, we've gone like three minutes over. I'm not going to hang up. I'm, can you imagine what, uh, the cruelty if I just cut you off in that sentence? No, nah, but we, uh, we, we are... We're now four minutes over got four minutes over.
1: Oh, I hope this isn't too much for your editor. <laughs> <Well, laughs> thank you, Chris. I really yeah. appreciate it. And when you come around again, I'm definitely going to say hi, just yeah. hi. That's yeah.
0: it. Please do. Please <laughs> do. And, uh, keep fighting. You've been fighting really hard and it's been, it's been inching you in the right direction. Keep fighting my friend. And, uh, thanks for calling.
1: Oh, thank you, Chris. Have a good day. And, I know uh, I've been wanting to ask you if, if you're okay. I, I honestly, I really do hope that you uplift yourself as well because what you do, even if it's just one life at a time, you're changing people's lives.
0: Well, that's really nice. I do my best. It's kind of you to ask if I'm okay. And I'm going to tell you the honest answer because uh, I think it might help you is, you know, 25 years ago. I started feeling so awful that there were a few times where I tried to end it. And then there were times where I got on medications where I would have to pull over my car and go to sleep for an hour because they made me so fucked up and drowsy. And there were times where I disappointed myself so hard by uh, by jettisoning, jettisoning all the progress I made and, and doing drugs in a way that was self-destructive. There's all kinds of situations I put myself in where I could have gotten killed or hurt or sick and a lot of this is stuff people don't know but you're asking if i'm okay and i'm telling you so genuinely i am i am i'm okay and i'm sitting in this house right now and i'm looking out the window and a squirrel is playing in a tree and i hear my kid downstairs and uh, i'm okay it took 30 years of hard work but i'm okay and uh if you keep your head on your shoulders and you understand that those bad times are past, I bet you're going to be okay too. Thank you. Your version of okay. I really mean
1: this. Thank
0: your, you so much. Also, your <laughs> version of My version of okay still, I haven't said this on the show. I almost checked myself into a mental hospital a month ago, but now I'm okay. I'm okay. At least now I picked up the phone and I uh, made the calls. <laughs> Didn't used to do that. That's my version of okay, is almost <laughs> going to a mental hospital, even when I'm 40. Your version of okay. Don't compare it to anybody else. Don't judge yourself against others. There's not one person in this world who's normal. There's not one person who's happy all the time. This idea that someday you're going to be normal, it's a fallacy. You're not because nobody's normal. Nobody's normal. Okay, you get them behind closed doors. Everybody's got something. So. don't don't beat yourself up feeling like you're walking this path where you're alone because in a sense you are but in a sense everybody's walking that path alone so you're just like everybody else you're just like everybody else man all right Uh, thank you yeah man it's my job and uh your cat sounds really fun and cute so enjoy it. Enjoy that cat. <laughs> pain. Yeah. When all when all else fails, ah, just look at that cat. Her. When all else fails, you just look at that cat. Oh
1: yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, that's a lot. Thank you.
0: Yeah, man. I really I hope so have so- a
1: wonderful I hope you have a wonderful rest of the day though. You too.
0: You too. Go fix the hospitals up so everybody survives. And then remember, uh remember how much what good were you, gonna, you do. Yeah. Sorry. Um, Hello. Yeah, you were just gonna ask something.
1: Oh, uh, I, I, I completely blanked out. We got quiet. <laughs> sorry about that. Um, I was gonna ask you. uh I, I hope your day goes. The rest of your day goes the way you want it to, but I, I am. I, I'm gonna get back to work.
0: Go. And, for uh, it. I feel like you and I have said like nine tender goodbyes. Yeah. we said nine tender goodbyes. So let's just make this yeah. <laughs> the final one. Jared's going to hang up the phone. Me and this guy are going to talk forever. Jared, you have to be the one to hang up. I can't do it. I can't do it. I don't think I can either. <laughs> Caller. I can't stress enough how hard I'm rooting for you. And you're fighting the good fight and you're taking some huge steps and keep going. And I don't really know you, but I'm proud of you that you're in therapy and you're trying to correct a lot of this stuff, both the stuff that happened to you and the uh, the ways that you can empower yourself to change moving forward. Thank you for calling. Thank you for trusting me with your story. Thank you to Jared O'Connell. Thank you to Anita Flores. Thank you to Shell Shag for the music. If you want to know about me, ChrisGeth.com. My road dates go up there, all that stuff. If you listen on Apple Podcasts, subscribe, Hit follow if you're on Spotify. If you're on Stitcher, favorite the show. These things are helping so much right now as every podcast is, is losing numbers in the face of COVID. Really, really helps. Check out our whole back catalog on Stitcher Premium. Go to stitcherpremium.com stories for details. Thank you for listening. See you next time.